This episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by One Championship and they're having a huge event on the 26th of February 2021 called Fists of Fury. So Harish, what is exciting about this particular event? It is going to be the debut of Victoria Lee, who is the younger sister of Angela Lee. And she's 16 years old. And at 16, she's really accomplished more than Angela Lee did at her age. She's a 2019 IMMAF Junior World Champion. She's a two-times Pankration Junior World Champion. And yeah, like this MMA runs in the family. Like even the older brother, Christian Lee, he's also a world champion, which just makes me think, what did Mr. and Mrs. Lee have to deal with when their kids got into fights? Can you imagine them putting each other in guillotines or armbars? Holy shit! So if you want to win a pair of tickets to watch Victoria Lee's debut, you can take part in this giveaway by sharing this particular podcast episode on your IG stories and share with us also what you are doing at 16 years old besides studying. Remember to tag Ministry of Funny and One Championship in your post and we'll announce the winner next Wednesday. Of course, we'll also be there so we hope to see you guys there as well. On to the podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. So, Terrence, how has your week been, man? It's been a very busy week. A very busy week. A lot of uh, strange news going around. Uh, strange deals. Uh. Strange news. Oh, strange news. Chinese New Year. Oh, um, one thing I've, I told myself before we get into today's podcast is um, I think if you guys are listening through Spotify and not following us on Spotify, it would be great if you just click follow or subscribe or whatever so that mm. our episodes automatically end up in your playlist. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it sounds like deja vu when we were on the days of YouTube, you know. Please subscribe, you know. Thanks, guys. Yeah. But yeah, the, those things really do help uh, us reach more people as well. So... Mm. Yes, I got that in. And even our, you, our Reddit, right? Our subreddit as well. Yes, I think, correct, correct. I think yeah. after the last episode where we, we, were, <laughs> we were just curious why why the Reddit suddenly became so quiet. Then it suddenly got a lot more active. Like people just yeah. chiming in and saying, hey, I'm here, I'm here. It's yeah. kind of like the Zoom so call. You know, nice, it's like yeah. those Zoom call meetings when someone's quiet for too long then you're like, uh, excuse me, you still there? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 still here, still here. Yeah. You know, or like sometimes when I see people post on Instagram, you know, I always have this cynical side. I mean, like these these mindless photos, just talking like, oh, you know, things, uh, uh, blah blah blah, a bit a bit kind of whiny, and I'm like, oh, you just guys, you get you guys just want people to, you know, comfort you. But we did the same in audio, <laughs> <laughs> audio form. And I would deny. I felt comforted by seeing those comments. Yes, yes. So yes. thank you. Cause yeah. I I did I did feel like if if I just complained in the middle of a forest <laughs> yeah. and nobody heard me, does it mean that I actually complained? <laughs> yeah, but people actually did listen, so we are not alone in the forest. Yeah, and that's very apt for one of our topics later. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so I guess we've done a weekly plug already, lah. Yeah. Kind of I mean, I guess now with the three weeks, yeah, we don't want to plug too much, lah. Mm. We don't want to plug too much. Don't uh, too much it. plugging is not good. Yeah. yeah you don't want to overplug it. Yeah. Correct, uh, so correct. yeah, we we can we can go straight into the the deep the deep issue. Yes. Starting with. Facebook. I guess this is something that yeah, this is something that is quite monumental. Like, and it's always nice to talk about a topic that is not anchored in just Singapore, but which might have repercussions in mm. Singapore. Like. Mm. So Terrence, would you do the honors? It is the big news that Facebook has now banned uh news re- sites. Is it news sites and news uh, reports on their platform in Australia? So you'll no longer yeah. be able to get news on your Facebook feed in Australia. And, and actually, it's not just news. La. It is, uh, it's pages as well. Mm. And I think there, there was some grey area about what constitutes a news page because a lot of charities and non-profits have also had their pages kind of blacked out. La. Yeah, correct. But uh, yeah, I, I so. think it was primarily in response to, I think Australia is passing a law that wants mm. to force big tech companies like Google and Facebook who display who display news reports uh, from news sites like, on their on their platforms like for Google is on the search engine and and news and news sites and uh, for Facebook is on face your Facebook feed itself like. they want mm-hmm. these publishers to they consider them publishers and they want them to um, start paying news corporations for for these publications uh. so mm. it's um I mean it seems like uh, what they're trying to do is make it Make it fair for uh, the new the people who actually write the news and everything as well. Uh, but Facebook f- and Google, or at least Facebook mostly, 
fundamentally uh, disagrees with the relationship, well, how they characterize the relationship between Facebook and the and the news publisher, lah, right? Yeah, and that has caused a shit ton of buzz. I mean, there was some uh, foreshadowing of this shit mm. potentially happening in the past few weeks when there was talk of the legislation being pushed and how Facebook and Google are still resisting. But overnight, this blew up because did that was when Facebook literally cut off with no warning, lah. There was no warning. Mm, yeah. Um, I think the last update was they Mark Zuckerberg had a conversation with the Australian treasurer mm. on Thursday morning. Yeah. And then boom, Friday uh morning uh or and Thursday or Thursday night, there was no news coming mm. out or people couldn't share stuff coming out of Australia. So yeah. it's was trending in Australia and there has been a lot of backlash. Lah. But just just to give context uh from a higher level, I think Australia is quite known for consumer protection laws, lah, right? Mm, mm, yeah. yeah, I think amongst uh, countries around the world, they have the laws that um, kind of are more pro-consumer, uh, more so than other countries. And this whole thing, right, I found out just, I mean, started back in July 2017 mm. when uh, Australia's competition regular kind of started the whole inquisition about the power imbalance between uh, digital platforms like Google and mm. Facebook and media businesses. Yep, then yep. in December 2017, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission uh, started investigating uh, in the impact of Facebook and Alphabet, uh, which owns Google, uh, on the me- the news and media market uh, in Australia. Then July 2019, Australia established the first dedicated office to police Facebook and Google. And if you think about it, in 2019, 2018, like Google and Alphabet uh, were like like powerful as fuck like, right yeah. um, I think people have always felt this sort of like okay are they getting too powerful in Australia kudos to them they started some sort of momentum towards kind of policing them like. mm. but last year um, I think there was more push and the government started uh, um, um, drafting a mandatory code um, to kind of uh, have some establish some sort of commercial relationship between Google and Facebook. I think the turning point was in twenty August in July twenty twenty when the treasurer said that they would force Alphabet and Facebook to pay media outlets. So it started last July, mm. but it all took uh, over the past few months. It started escalating, started escalating, and boom! Today Facebook fucking cut shit out. Mm. So. So when you saw the news, what was your first thought? Uh, my first thought is that this is a very big warning shot lah to uh, every other country out there that mm. you know is is it has even uh, if if you I mean even in Singapore I think where our government at least is a bit wary of big tech right I mean you've seen the. Mm. The, the you've seen in Shanmugam like uh, the in- Inquisition down, uh. yeah <laughs> stand down on the big tech companies and, and especially Facebook and question them for what seven hours straight or something like that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but yeah this was like this is real action like, this is Facebook uh, basically this is what happens when Facebook throws a tantrum uh. they decide that you know oh we're just not gonna we're not gonna care about Australia anymore and we're just out of here uh, and it's, mm. it's I mean as much as you think, oh yeah, it's just Facebook, we'll go to any other place. But you must acknowledge that for a lot of people, Facebook has become a primary source of news, whether it's real mm. news or fake news or what. People are just mm. used to it. You know, parents have had their had their kids help them install Facebook and then they use Facebook to subscribe to news outlets. And if you told them, oh, you have to go and download some other app to go and read the news and all that, it, it will be a while lah, for that transition to happen. Uh, and mm. it's all the more serious because we're in the middle you know, of a global pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of fake news out there. I think Australia hasn't deployed um, the vaccines yet. I mean, they're a few weeks away from deploying vaccines and and just, just the, the war against fake news. I think this is a really, really shitty time for Facebook to be doing something like that. And it shows you everything that we already knew, but we just keep telling ourselves that it doesn't matter because it's just a social media site that Facebook doesn't give a shit about you, you know? Facebook just mm. is milking you for money and nothing more. Everything you watch in the social network is true. <laughs> so, so clearly you hate Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> but, I mean, the interesting thing for me was for the longest time, right, since there was talk of this 
back in July 2017, 2018, 2019, Google and Facebook have been lobbying together. Mm. You know, the Sunda Pichai has come out publicly saying this this would kind of, in fact, put citizens of Australia at risk because it it it's unworkable for Google. And if Google is not in Australia, it cuts off access to information for the citizens. So they were saying, you know, it's, you know, you can't, this is unworkable, unworkable. Then reveal last Friday that Google has signed uh, um, a, a deal, deal with right? new nine, uh, like a huge corporation that is owned by Rupert Mur- Murdoch yeah. that amounts to, I think, 60 million a year yeah. to essentially pay publishers for their content. Yeah, yeah. And they even established this website called uh, Google News Showcase mm. um, where they are working with about 450 uh, publishers around the world, uh, 25 yeah. publications. Um, and it's not something new. They actually worked out something in France as well. Mm. Um, so it felt like, especially in this day when... Uh, today Facebook was like you know what fuck you Australia I'm not going to listen to your loss right boom I'm out of here and Google was like uh, Australia okay like, we work something out mm-hmm. you know we work something out so it just felt like I mean it's a brilliant move by Google I guess because mm. in every way um, taking aside my own sentiments towards Facebook I think they are looking like an asshole in this case la. yeah and then um, don't forget the, what happened when Apple also put out its uh, its new privacy requirements for apps yeah. on the App Store. And then Facebook yeah. literally paid for a full-page ad in New York Times to like say that, oh, you know, Apple is killing like all the small businesses and small apps by doing what it's doing and everything. And I mean, Apple, I mean, even Tim Cook himself had to get personally involved and just say that, no, it's not true. It's just, we are just telling Facebook that they have to inform you of the privacy of the privacy uh, settings or something like that, whenever they, whenever they use the app la. so so it's mm. not it's not they're not fa- Apple. I mean, whatever they want to say, but Facebook was basically trying to play a very big victim la. and um, I mean, I see a lot of that that in this same situation here, where like in spite of all the massive profits and the fact that you know Facebook is is, I mean, just milking money from from selling your data to the world, right? They just keep talking yeah. about how this is all, you know, bad for Australians, bad for consumers, bad for everyone. And it's just like, what the hell, man? No, but then, okay, so the thing is, uh, let's say if Facebook went down the path of like uh, Google and worked out some deals with the publishers and all, or you even look at Google's uh, agreement with the publishers, right? They they mm-hmm. have worked out these, these agreements with specific publishers, right? Yep. But the fact remains that even over the past few days, right, yeah. um, the new sites have seen traffic decline to more than 20%. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of new sites that have suffered, yeah, suffered commercial impact because of the declined uh, traffic. Mm. So I think what Facebook, their uh, public uh, message to the Australian government was that the, Aust- the government misunderstood the importance of Facebook to media and digital publishers. Mm. And even if you look at us, right, mm. um, we we both hate Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't deny that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, our career on social media, we have gotten a ton of traction through Facebook that may not have come otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, so what about the smaller players who maybe don't have the ability to work out something with Google, isn't this going to put them on some sort of a disadvantage? Uh, the s- smaller players who don't have the ability to work out something with Google? Yeah. Not having Facebook? It won't having Facebook be better than not having Facebook? I mean, uh, it's probably then probably have to find another platform to use. La. There's not Facebook. La. I think... Uh, so this is like the... Because Facebook then you sound will, like Chan Chun Singh like that. Yeah? Because Facebook will require you to, to pay to reach your audience. You know, they, they encourage you to create on their platform and then you, you actually make an earnest effort to create content and try and make it work. And then after that, the next thing you know, they change the algorithm and then you have to change your, the way you do things to fit the algorithm. You even have to change your content, like, essentially, to fit the algorithm. Mm. That's where clickbait, that's how clickbait started, like, right? Clickbait mm. was a result of, like, trying to game algorithms and everything. Um, you know, so, so years ago, there was all that... Uh, you will not believe what what happens in halfway through this video. Stupid headlines like the this. Upwardy uh, la. Upwardy the upwardy nonsense, right? buzz, uh, buzz, buzz feed and everything. Uh, yeah, so all mm. these really, really shitty habits that 
that I think social media, uh, I mean Facebook specifically, like cultivates in in its so called partners that it's trying to work with, uh, because they're so mm. powerful that they they just dictate all the terms, and you just after a while you're just like a, a blind mole running around trying to trying to find your way to to sustenance on the platform, uh, which they will just increasingly make it harder and harder in the in the sense that even for us with well, 100, 150,000 followers or whatever. However many we you have, you don't even know how many followers. Eh? Yeah, because we don't, we can't even reach them. We can't even reach these people on our own platform. We don't know how many of them actually see our posts and things like that, right? And then mm. the, the number means nothing unless you pay Facebook and then they help you boost it and everything. You see, so so the whole yeah. game is just is rigged like a, like a casino. And then, I, I mean, I would rather be off Facebook than on it, lah. But um, like like you say, lah. Obviously, there are. That's for our situation. Obviously, there are considerations for people who are just starting out, and and face maybe for for them Facebook is a much, uh, is a is a is a game that they are willing to play lah. But I can guarantee mm. that everyone who plays this game long enough will get very fatigued by the constant changes and and the inability to really know hundred percent what is a true, whether the statistic that they're displaying in front of you about views or anything, whether that's real or not lah. Yeah. So I guess. I guess um, if you if you like when I'm listening to Terence j- uh, say what he just said, yeah. uh, without context, you mm. do sound like a like a whiny whiny <laughs> crybaby la. I do. You do. I you do. do. Yeah, I know, so I know. so I think it's important to give the people uh, a bit more context why both of us hate Facebook because I completely agree with what you yeah. say. Okay. Um, I was just um uh, echoing certain things I read online, um, yeah. including something that Tim Warners Lee. Tim Warnersley, fuck, did mm. I get his name right? The the godfather of the internet, lah. Yeah. Um, Tim Berners-Lee. Shit, how the hell did I get that wrong? Um, oh fuck. Uh, what the shit? Oh, Tim. God damn it. Okay. Did you did you read what, this what is, he this said? This is a point when Harish's computer is crashing because of the twenty two <laughs> yeah. tabs he has opened Facebook. on his Chrome. <laughs> No, I think I have about 34 tabs. Yeah, and I always tell him, how do you do this? You can't do this. It's not, humans can't 12, juggle. We're not allowed. 16, we can't 18, juggle more than 20, six tabs 22, at a time. 24, 26, 28, yeah. 30, 32, he's 34. Like, oh, he's shit. Like, can, can, really? no problem. He said, can, no problem. No. It's very efficient. <laughs> and then this is what happens. <laughs> huh? Yeah. No, can you, oh, fuck. I, I just, I've, I have tabs open so often, right? That just now when I just pulled it out of my ass and I said 34 tabs, it's actually correct. I do have 34 tabs. Holy mm. shit. I'm one yeah. with the tabs. Yeah. In any case, I found a tab um, where Tim Berners-Lee, not yep. Tim Warners-Lee, Tim Berners-Lee, who's the godfather of the internet, because it was his code and his protocol that became the World uh, Wide Web and he developed it in the 80s, I believe. He is actually against the, the, the actions of the Australian government because his whole big mantra for the longest time is that traffic online must flow organically without any external influence. You know, the whole concept of net neutrality and all that, mm-hmm. um, be it bandwidth, be it the uh, organic search results, it should always be organic. Mm. So what he's saying is that this in some way kind of pushes it to people being able to pay for links to be shared. Lah. Because if you think about it, if Google uh, has to pay the publishers for their content, why would Google resurface organic content over the publisher's content? If you're paying isn't there some incentive to get that shared? The The nice thing about the internet when it started was that, okay, uh, it's all based on organic search results, organic uh, backlinks and organic shares and likes and all that. Lah. Granted, over the years, the algorithm has tweaked, but his whole thing is that this sets a dangerous precedent, uh, which I thought was interesting, but um, that that's where I think our experience can lend a bit more context like, because if yeah. I wasn't in media for the past six years I read that I'd be like oh shit he actually has a point you know like then this is the government you know the government getting involved in the organic sharing of yeah. news and the dissemination of news but the fact is our journey right we started on YouTube in, our first video was uploaded 2011 November uh, and that back then it was it was a fucking beautiful place, like you know. If you see a video that you like, you share it on Facebook. It can still go viral. A YouTube video and embed. Uh, Facebook had not done videos yet, but the more social media came up, the more Facebook started investing in video. It became a wild, wild west, like. Uh, the reason why we started uploading our videos on Facebook was because people were ripping off our YouTube videos and uploading it on Facebook. And when we contacted Facebook, saying, "Yo, guys, people are ripping off our videos. Can you do something?" They literally said, okay, we are working on the rights management tool. Uh, it'll be out 
as soon as possible. It was like two years before they came out with it. Mm. And this is from one of the biggest tech companies in the world. And mm. to us, it became clear that at the sacri- sacrificing their creator's IP, they just wanted eyeballs on their platform. So they didn't implement a, a content duplication rec- recognition tool, which YouTube had quite early on. If you upload a duplicate video, they will flag it and they won't allow you to publish it. So we mm. started uploading on Facebook. And then... Um, like what Terence said, there were many times in the past both YouTube and Facebook changed their algorithm. Essentially, uh, if you had X number of fans you post on Facebook, you can see the reach. Like, it'll reach a significant proportion of your fans. They literally they said publicly, okay, we are uh, downranking your reach. Um, they didn't say publicly, but if you read between the lines a few years ago, they basically mandated that if you want to reach your full audience, you have to boost it with ads. Like. Mm. And they covered it up by saying, you know, there's so much content, not... Every, no one's content can reach everyone because everyone is subscribing to so much shit yeah. and then YouTube changed their policy and over the years we don't need to go into detail you can google things like Adpocalypse yeah. um, Adpocalypse 2.0 where YouTube changed their algorithms Facebook changed their algorithms and it's really fucking scary how powerful they are and mm. in this way for Facebook to do this it really feels like they think they are they are, they are the boss yeah. and, and it's just fucking ugly that they did it because you can't even try and empathize or look at the other side because overnight without warning a week before Australia is rolling out the vaccines and the thing is the pages the satirical websites QAnon all this misinformation Facebook pages are still up because they don't qualify as news pages yeah so so um, it just feels like yeah no I mean uh, just to go back to the quote that you were taking from the so-called the godfather of the internet or the guy who created the internet saying that sets a dangerous precedent. I mean, yeah. folks, like this is why we have this this uh, podcast and all. Uh. We, I think it, it's over one day over lunch, I asked Harish, you know, I got in this quarrel with a friend over this very serious issue, but I don't know how to pinpoint what is wrong with his argument and all that. Uh. So mm. one of the... Uh, so Harish and I had discussion and we realized, hey, actually, it's it'll be interesting to like just have a, you know, to just just really every try and think critically every time you listen to someone's arguments and and immediately be able to respond with ah, you just use something, something mm. uh, uh, logical fallacy or you know uh, a very uh, maybe it's a very seductive argument but it's rooted in a in a fallacy that like, means that it's logically got something wrong like. and in this case, mm. I want to point out that when any anytime someone starts to use the word dangerous precedent. Uh. A lot of times we are looking at the slippery slope fallacy. <laughs> slippery slope fallacy. Harris's favorite fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> the slippery slope thing is like when someone says, oh, if you allow you know, uh, gay people to get married, then the next thing you know, you'll be allowing people to just marry their, their pets uh, or you know, bestiality and, or, mar- or marrying their kids and stuff like that. Like. Which, which is, is, um, is basically just taking, taking a position to an ext- illogical extreme, uh, right? Like there are laws mm. against what you can, you know, relationships you can have with animals or relationships with children and all these are still in place. And we're asking mm. for, we're talking about one law now that is discriminatory and we want to remove it. But people always say that, oh, if you remove this one, then it will lead to removing everyone. Then basically then then the reverse of that is like, in life is like anything like, oh, just because you eat meat, that means you will, one day you will eat human meat also. No, right? It doesn't yeah. happen that way. There's no evidence that just because I eat, I eat a lot of beef today, then tomorrow I'll feel like eating human meat, lah, right? So, so <laughs> when I can say, oh, you eating a lot of beef today sets a very dangerous precedent for everyone else that is okay to also meat eat consumption. human meat. Yeah, human meat is, <laughs> yeah, let's say, then we will try it. So, my point is that, like, in the, even internet services, you know, we are only just scraping the services of what the internet has done for society. In the same way, like, how when leaded petrol was first introduced to, to society, People didn't understand the effects of it. You know, we relied on science, we relied on research, and there was a lot of lobbying from the petrol chemical industry, everything, to make people realize, think that, oh, leaded petrol is fine, you know, it's okay for the environment. But it was not okay mm. for the environment. It required someone to step in and say, hey, this is not the right way to do things, uh, you know? And yeah, like, it sets mm. a, does this set a dangerous precedent for for government coming in to regulate an industry that affects your health? If, if so, that's a precedent I want. Uh. Like COVID-19, a lot of things have set a dangerous precedent in what we're doing, trace together, you know, having to scan QR code, everything. But if it saves our lives at this point, I want it, uh, right? You, you, We we, yeah. we all collectively as a society say we want it, even though it might set a dangerous precedent, but the alternative is worse. So just take that in the yeah. context of, 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 of Facebook and, and Google and just giving... 
when you're giving up so much of our privacy to them and there's so much power and and the, the control they have over our economies, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of wreckage that they can leave behind lah when they decide, oh, you all don't want to play with us, is it? Okay, fuck you all. And then uh, we're just leaving the country. Uh, and then we're leaving the country yeah. and then you all don't have any more news, access to your news sources. So, so much for your boomers. You know, your boomers don't know where to go and get the vaccine, stuff like that. That's your problem, yeah. you know. So, so that's it's, it's almost like um, it's like I said, like it's a tantrum, right? And so I, yeah. I, I think even if it sets some dangerous precedent and all that, we'll deal with it bit by bit, lah. But I think what Facebook has done now is a even more dangerous precedent in the sense that it shows you that that yeah, lah, they they are willing to just um, you know, they not if they if the if it's not in their favor, they're not even willing to like continue to try and negotiate to find some middle ground, some way. They just walk away, lah. Yeah. You know, like some yeah, think, North Korean dictator, basically. Yeah, I think I think maybe the I think the backlash is probably less about the principle of it because the principle of it, I still, I, I still can see people putting together a very convincing case why Facebook is fucking critical and why it there's still benefit of having Facebook at this point in time where mm. information dissemination is fucking important, lah. But the way they behave, right? It just that's that's the fucked up part where, like what you said, they just think they can cut off and bully people into submission, mm. Um, and I think like what you were saying about the the president thing. Whenever now my counterpoint, whenever I hear that thing, right, is is if you think about the uh, fucking pandemic, right? At the start, you imagine two years ago, people yeah. said they want to work from home. Yeah. I can imagine the boss of like some traditional corporate government saying. Yeah, if you work from home, it'll Everyone be a dangerous president. <laughs> Everyone work from home and the world will collapse. But the one one of the most beautiful things about the shittiness of the pandemic is how you see things have evolved in one year to the point where people are realizing, hey, fuck, actually working from home it is there is not totally crazy. You know, maybe the, the president the the, the president uh is tough to to think about when you're when everyone's doing one way, you wanna go the other way, that's hard. But when everyone's forced oh shit, we can actually find a way. Yeah. And I think anyone who's who's gone through life uh, or had a kid or had monumental thing or even someone passing, you realize that shit can happen, but mm. it doesn't mean that things stop. Uh, if Facebook isn't there, are we all fucked? Are boomers mm. not going to be able to find news? Is my mom not going to have news uh, telling her why she should eat 17 apples a day to cure her cough? Mm. Is it going to be hard to find articles like that? No, there'll be some other platform. Yeah. Um, and I think we cannot just uh, put all our eggs into Facebook's basket thinking that they are the only source. Like. And, yeah. and as much as our careers have been helped by Facebook, I would even say helped, like they were not going to be the only social media platform. Like, yeah, right? yeah. Um, even if Instagram goes down, there'll be some other platform. Correct. Um, and just if you look in totality how Facebook has been behaving over the past few years or past few months, they had their controversy with WhatsApp, mm. right? Uh, now this... It just feels like, okay, the ethos of the company, if you dig deep, you hear all the people who have, have worked there as advisors and investors coming out and saying, Facebook mines your data like crazy. It just feels like, fuck, man. Like, you, I, I have no sympathy not, for them or their business practices. Not like. only mines your data, but I mean, Zuckerberg himself, there, an email was circulated right, where he said, what's good for the world might not be what's good for Facebook. So that, that, that basically mm. tells you what this guy is saying. Like, like maybe... A vaccine is good for the world, but it won't be good for Facebook. You know, okay, uh, that's a bit of a. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously I'm exaggerating a bit there, like He didn't literally say that, but that's my point. He to say to something like COVID nineteen, maybe it's a fantastic thing for Facebook because you know the misinformation and debates people, and yeah, all that people going need to on. Be connected, ah, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of chatter and buzz, but will the real news rise above the fake news? We don't know because for Facebook, maybe it's good that both are equal are real news and fake news fighting each other every day so that's what chaos yeah. so uh, yeah at the heart of Facebook is this chaos uh, they need this chaos in this world uh, mm. and, and, and polarization is better than unity yeah, they need this chaos in this world they can never have a, a world that's too content or too happy because you will not, then you so, will you will start looking at things like hey, can I? how do I reduce the amount of exposure of my private data to Facebook and all that like, you know and, and honestly uh, we were just talking about um, the government regulations and everything, right? Actually, I'm not even saying yeah. that. I'm not even saying that uh, ban Facebook. In fact, I'm saying Facebook is critical for a certain members of population. Maybe there needs to be a law in place that Facebook cannot be down, cannot just disappear like that. 
you know, Facebook, mm. if they want to do anything, at least give like 60 days notice or something, some shit like that. Like, because right? yeah, because right? that's a, actually what companies do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if, if you're a, a server provider to a company, you have it in your contract. Yeah. Like you need to have, be up for 99.5% yeah. of the time. Like, you go down more than that, there's a penalty. Yeah. And if Facebook, yeah, if Facebook says, you know, they are so critical and all that, then okay, you're a public good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then fine. Exactly. And you'll be subject to public goods. And, and public good laws. Maybe the government might even say, yeah, we'll pay you to maintain your servers and or we'll even give you free server space or whatever, free lo- uh, a free yeah. warehouse to build a service in our country. But you must yeah. make sure that you maintain these service standards in our country. Yeah. You know, it's like a telco, yeah, I, I how wonder, a telco is operated as yeah. well. Right? I, I wonder what Shamugam is thinking now. Sir. He's probably saying, ah, fucking hell. Huh? You know, last time when I was shitting on them, everybody shared on me. Yeah. But now look at yeah. them. Look at them. And you know what was a damn cheeky move? You know, Microsoft has come out publicly supporting Australia's laws. Oh, really? What have they done? Because if you think about it, like they still have their search engine Bing, right? Yeah. For, for the Gen Zs, uh, Microsoft actually has a search engine. It's called yeah. Bing. Yeah. If you have never heard of it, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but I found, found it fucking hilarious that they came out and, they came out and said that because it almost feels like like all the the, the the tech bros are like one big family. Microsoft yeah. is the older sibling who's been here for fucking long and he's like, ah, shit. All these young punks come in. Okay lah, never mind. And then now like, then Google is the one who, the goody two shoes. Yeah. You don't like, oh no, I don't, I don't want. But the moment it's pressure, like, okay, okay, I'll keep. And Facebook is the brat lah. Yeah. And now that the brat has, has left Australia, Microsoft is coming in saying, oh, you know, I'm still here. Mm. I'm still here. So how, just going back to what we talked about Slippery Slope, how do you, stop how do you catch yourself like you know just arguing a slippery slope thing uh, in your experience so far uh most of the time it's flashbacks to you and me having arguments about you telling me why slippery slope arguments are so terrible and then taking personal in attacks okay. uh, which we never put on the podcast yeah. but yeah the how much terence has traumatized me over the years cannot be overstated it's like you think of a so slippery slope I, there's a yeah. visual of you I'm like, like oh, oh, sliding down the slope <laughs> yeah sliding down a slope and we're at the bottom of the slope yeah. is terence oh. with a chainsaw oh, like. yeah 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 uh, yeah, that's how I that's how I fight the urge to to use the slippery slope slippery yeah. slope argument. Granted, granted, I am not as adamantly against it as you are, mm. because I think in certain contexts it is still something that can be uh, can support a point Can okay. support a point. I mean, I I just think generally is a, a lazy way of thinking about things lah. I'm not saying that it's ah. always wrong. I'm just saying generally it's lazy and and you need to and and, and generally you need to think of it with a bit more nuance. Uh. So like in this situation here, mm. like us really shitting on Facebook, like we also Facebook is not the end of the world. Like at the end of the day, Facebook also yeah. brings a lot of a public good a lot of public good to people. Uh. So at the point where I, I realized that like, I'm ranting too much about Facebook, I also want to say that yeah, maybe we just need to treat Facebook like a public good lah, and ensure that it doesn't just disappear overnight like how it has in Australia. Mm. So so that's mm, my my mm. way of saying, you know, I'm not saying that get rid of Facebook entirely. I don't say delete Facebook. I'm saying we need to think about Facebook as uh, like when you think of utilities like water, electricity and all these things as well, you know, there are necessities yeah. for life lah. It's almost like a human right, is it? You know, yeah. you have you have water, you have food, you have social media. La. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But in some way, in some way, whether it's that or not, I think the laws also have to evolve and the tech mm. companies have to evolve mm. and realize they cannot go on being deregulated. La. They've been around for what, 20 years? Yeah. Almost 20 years? And they've gotten away with so much fucking shit, man. Yeah. So much shit. Yeah. Um and and yeah, I think if it means regulating them, sure. Would it be as democratic as it used to be and all? But fuck, then there'll be some new thing that comes mm. up. Right now, the audio space is not regulated, not censored, and it's great. But I'm personally braced for the time when I don't know, like we say something and then we get a letter from MDA or something saying, you know, guys, you shouldn't say this, you know. Then fine, then we just find another platform. Or or we work within the constraints, uh. I mean, depending on how much. What what the constraints are as well, la. What I'm saying is that yeah. I, I guess what we're saying is is that, that there's no um yeah la, the in fact if you thought the what Zuckerberg how Zuckerberg was portrayed in the social network is bad right like you just think yeah. about the past ten years since the movie came out like everything like Facebook has literally almost like you know changed uh, I mean the world the la. world la. like whether it's through it influenced news, the world yeah, yeah. or elections through or, elections or everything so or Russian meddling in the elections and stuff like that you know. So, yeah. so you think and about the kinds of things that that Facebook has 
has been like has his fingers in the past 10 years that's enough to make a social network 2 and 3 4 5 maybe yeah. you know and and to anyone who's like a budding content creator or something I guess the one thing that I'm sure Terence you would agree with also mm. is don't focus on just one platform yeah we made the m- mistake earlier on and even now we don't treat any platform uh, as the sole pillar of our content creation like when we went into podcast it was uh, intentionally to find another platform that we can con- uh, create content because who knows who knows what the fuck can happen one platform decides to do something else if your entire business is built around that platform you're fucked yeah correct god damn Facebook but yeah um, so. but please sh- be sure to watch and share this uh, podcast on <laughs> Facebook um, and, and give it a lot of likes and shares please yeah, yeah, please yeah. guys yeah. yeah, please. And Instagram also, which is owned by Facebook. And WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp <laughs> this to your friends also. That's fine. <laughs> WhatsApp this to your friends. Yeah. Woo! But, uh, but yeah, yeah. so I guess uh, speaking of like the dire consequences that that uh, something like Facebook has and the far-reaching consequences that Facebook has on our, you know, on the landscape of our social media, uh, mm. On our landscape, in the physical landscape of Singapore, Holoma. certain oh. decisions have been made that have also will have very far-reaching consequences. And it's a very big mm. shock, la, basically, over this past past few days. I think to to everyone who lives in Singapore. Uh, what was mm. that? What's that piece of news that we're talking about? I mean, from what I understand, the the chronology of events is that there was some. Uh, news that the Crunchy Woodlands, uh, a very um, forested area of Crunchy Woodlands was incorrectly cleared uh, in December 2020. Mm. Um, and uh, JTC came out and made a statement and they just, uh, they named, they blamed it on the contractor, they named the contracting firm. Mm. Um, but then, over the past day or two, I think people dug up satellite images from mm. back in May uh, 2019 um, and even February 2020, March 2020, when the clearing apparently started already. Mm. So so now, uh, I think there's the, the buzz online is that, oh shit, like, was the whole December 2020 clearing start just a uh, 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 fuck all bullshit? Did the clearing start way before? Mm. Um, and what the hell is going on? Yeah. So so that's what I understand is, is the extent of the case right now. I don't know if you have heard anything else or did I get anything wrong? Um, no, I think that's the extent of the it. The crux like. of it. So, I think the, the big thing is that uh, how it, it got discovered because I think some nature lovers uh, who, who do take aerial photos of these spaces, la, you know, they're discussing mm. and then one of them heard that, oh, this crunchy area is uh, along the rail corridor is also uh, undergoing a lot of deforestation. So, I think he rushed mm. there to take photos or he took aerial photos or something and then, yeah, true... True enough, la, side, he put them side by side. Then he's like, oh shit, yeah, it's really bad. Then he want, then he took that and showed it to uh, a nature group to ask, like, well, how come, you know, what was what's going on here? And then uh, apparently everyone was very shocked that they did not even, um, firstly, none of them were consulted about this. And, and apparently there is still some environmental assessment going on in the place that's supposed to go on until April la, before anything starts, before any uh, mm. deforestation work starts. La. So uh, it's a yeah, it's a very big. Uh, I mean, there has to be an investigation. But I guess the other thing that irritates people is that it seems like JTC all they have done is issue a stern warning to to the contractor. You know that yeah, like, this is wrong and don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, huh? What stern warning? <laughs> Last time I was given a yeah. stern warning was like in primary school or something. Oh no, your primary school. Primary school they still beat you. Uh. I think. In my time, in our time, like in our time, I you got you got cane in primary school, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. for not getting sixteen upon twenty for spelling. No, 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 cane in school, in school. Yeah, yeah in, in school, school but right, on yeah, my yeah. on my on my hand, like yeah, 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 yeah on your hand. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying on your butt or what, but I'm saying in general, yeah. we still we still got cane in school and everything, like right. So for these guys, they deforested like eleven football fields worth of forest, and then they got a stern warning from JTC. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> But not calling, like, not calling for violence against them, not calling for violence. I'm just saying that there needs to be a, a more a more serious investigation to what happened. Yeah, then I think um, there was another person. Fuck, maybe I do have too many tabs. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was someone who I think was um, 
Ah, Mr. Ng. Yes. So, Mr. Ng is the chairman of the Government Parliamentary Committee for Sustainability and the Environment. Yeah. And he is quoted on Channel News Asia and he said, okay, you can codify the the framework um, for environmental impact assessment, blah, blah. But he also said, and I quote, there's no use crying over spilled milk. And that is more important to find out why it happened to make sure it does not happen, occur again. Like, huh? A stern yeah. warning and this... Yeah. Where was such thing one? Yeah. Where where the fuck was such a thing one for this kind of huge ass mistake? Yeah. You know, it's it's why it's so contradictory. Just two days ago on our podcast, we were saying, you know, the budget twenty twenty one is dedicating funds to environmental sustainability. You know, good job, guys. Green, good the job. green plan. Sugar daddy. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Couple weeks ago they you announced know, the there was, plan. Yeah, there's a big green plan for Singapore's sustainable future and everything as well. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And we were actually trying to give credit where due. And then this comes up and yeah. JTC is just pushing the blame to the contracting firm, uh, kind of naming them in public. And of course, the mainstream media just laps up that shit. And then you see the, the fucking chairman of the Government Parliamentary Committee for Sustainability and the Environment just saying, no use crying over spilled milk. Mm. Hello, it's not just spilled milk. It's huge areas that have been deforested. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, that's Deforested. It, uh, that's it. I, I did I did see an interview with uh, a nature the head of a nature society conservancy society like uh, a conservation society, and he said that um it's not the end of the world, in the sense that this this area that has been cleared, uh, essentially was the same. It was also cleared like thirty forty years ago, and if we just let it be, a secondary forest can grow in the area la. It's just that it takes mm. thirty to fifty years or something like that to happen la. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we've just destroyed thirty to fifty years of of reforestation in the area. So even if we decide, oh, we want to reforest the area, yeah, it's gonna take thirty to fifty years. Might not, not even be in your lifetime that you see it, that you see it come back. Again, yeah, you know, then probably all the animals also. Because I think there was one uh conservative conservatory group that said it they, it did provide some sort of link between two other green areas. Mm. The animals are probably like, yo guys. What the fuck? This is not part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether there's a URA master plan that's sent to the head animal or something and then they discuss it with the other animals. Yeah. yeah. They're probably thinking, yo, guys, what the fuck? And then the, the point of contact amongst the animals and the government is probably thinking, yo, government, I tried to help you guys by talking to my comrades and peers and now you fucked me over and he's probably getting shat on by the other animals right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a... And it's hard to, hard to even think, think of a yalla butt perspective. Because the news mm. also, like, you read, you don't really get a feel of what exactly happened. Was it JTC? Was mm. it the contracting firm? Mm. Or are they just, like, you know, in primary school when you don't want to be called on by the teacher, you just avoid contact? Yeah. Probably eye contact. They're probably thinking, you know, if we look down, uh, you know, we don't say anything, in a week's time, people will be, like, angry about something else. La. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to have a yellow butt moment, la, but I would say, how, how would you have handled it rather than say, let's not cry over spilled milk. Let's find out what's, what went wrong. Like, what, 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 was, what is wrong with that, that kind of approach to things? Uh? Because, I mean, ultimately, I mean, you, I, it is, I mean, ultimately, whatever we do now is also, I mean, you can't bring the forest back. It, it is kind of crying over spilled milk, right? But, but what, what, what then would you suggest that he say or do? I mean, I think, okay, if you take a page from the, I think it was Desmond Yo or something from a month ago where, there was all this chatter about, oh shit, is Clementi Forest going to be cleared? Is Dover going to be cleared? Even if it's just a gesture, you know, just saying, okay, we're going to extend the consultations with the nature groups and the public by a month or two. To me, it just feels like, okay, it's it's trying to just listen to feedback and evolve. Mm. Um, whether or not it's an empty gesture, I think part of politics is just appeasing people emotionally, right? Mm. Um, and there was so much buzz saying, you know, ah, yeah. there, like that was, I think, meant to allay the chatter of uh, on, on the internet saying, you know what? The government just does whatever the fuck they want. Mm. Uh, all this stuff is an empty gesture. But if you are optimistic, you feel like, okay, they are making a change. That's good. La. So when this happens and for him to say that comment, I feel it's one step forward, two steps back. La, because he's the chairman of a committee that's talking about environment, environmental sustainability. I don't know whether his quote was taken out of context irresponsibly by the by the article, but I think just being a little more careful with your words uh, and trying to just... Okay, maybe not trivialize the issue. I think that's the biggest thing. Not trivialize the issue given that you know in the public sphere, people do care about this shit. Like, even if it's just internet fury, right? You 
you don't trivialize it and you give it the due respect and concern that I feel an issue like this should should get lah. What happens after that? I don't know. But yeah. to say that in publicly so flippantly, I felt like wow, really yeah, yeah. that simple man. Yeah, I think I think that's the main issue lah. When you, you, I mean, a lot of times when you don't even acknowledge the pain or the the emotions that people have about the issue, not only because they feel very, uh, you know, they feel sad that the forest is gone and everything, but even just the the efforts of the conservation groups that they go into trying to, uh, they do a lot of things like try to identify what kind of plants or kind of animals live in certain areas or. Or maybe consult them and, and, you know, they get consulted and then they have to do research as to, yeah, you know, which areas actually might be safer, which areas might be better to clear and stuff like that. So, you just basically negate all the, you, you just negate all the effects of, of that they, they do, like, everything they do and, and you negate all the points that they have, put in, all the time that they've put in as well when you just say, oh, it's just spilled milk, you know, like you're just being, yeah, you're, you're being a crybaby, nothing more. Yeah, that's why next time you maybe never put parking coupon or you don't wear your mask. You just tell the safety ambassador, like, you know, okay, I know I didn't wear my mask two hours ago. But, you know, there's no point crying over spilled milk. Yeah. What is important is I make sure I don't do it again. Like. Yeah. Fuck, what's going to happen? There was just yeah. an article the other day about some guy who got, like, physically uh, held down because he wasn't wearing a mask or something, right? I think yeah. he was, he maybe took it a bit too extreme. Like, like, he was adamant about not wearing a mask. But it just feels like this this brings back all that thoughts, oh, you know, the government didn't listen and all that. And I thought even from the PR perspective, right, like you just say something like, wow, well, really? Yeah, really, and, meh? And if you just say that it's spilled, meh? yeah, if you just say it's spilled milk, but you don't talk about the steps that you're going to take to investigate and get to the bottom of it. I think, uh, yeah, people are, 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 will just assume that you also are just looking past this and you're not really treating it seriously. Yeah? Yes, yeah. And this yeah. is not like the online citizen or something, no. Yeah, it was... Uh, fuck! I lost it. Oh, the it's straight times. Straight times. <laughs> yeah. Straight times. So yeah, lah. Hi, um, Joe. Tough situation. So Singapore, you and your green plan. Aiyah, I think we got to go back to the drawing board. Right. Aiyah. Yeah. Especially because my one shock thing this week is also is 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 related to a government initiative, lah. Okay. Aiyah. But let's get let's go there, lah. Since we're already at that. Talking about the one shock thing. Unless you have more to add about this situation. Uh no no no. Okay. No. So what no. is your one uh, shock thing that is related to a government initiative? My one shock thing is um fuck. <laughs> you lost I was it looking again. <laughs> <laughs> Well today is not a good day for tabs, man. Yeah. God damn it. Uh <laughs> maybe 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 you can start, uh, you can start while I Okay. While I d- desperately try to find it. Um, okay, yes. My one show okay, thing on. was just, I think yesterday night, the Moto, the new Moto Combat movie trailer mm. was uploaded. Uh, mm. And I thought, I mean, for anyone who grew up in the 90s and saw the original Moto Combat movies or played the game, the original game, you know that Moto Combat is a, is a very big part of popular culture. Not only because of his violence but also because of the you know the few the, the 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 how angry parents got about Mortal Kombat and how it was banned I think it was banned in Singapore at some point or in yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, right? yeah 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 so it was really like damn cool to be like playing Mortal Kombat and and like oh my god it's so violent actually nowadays you look at it it's like finish him yeah wow. it's, it was almost comical like, <laughs> that, that level of violence compared to the stuff that you see in TV and movies today so it's a uh, yeah it's a, it has its place in 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 uh, pop culture history la. So just to see a, a trailer and and I, I think there, there's a feel that they are taking the the story much more seriously than than other movies, the previous movies. Yeah, did. because there have been movies that have been made, right? Yeah, and, and <laughs> they look like I, I can't tell whether they it's a it's a lousy B grade porn film or it's it's like some <laughs> action movie or what. So so that's the quality that those movies used to be. But now it looks like a real, like you know, uh, blockbuster kind of movie worth catching. So the trailer is awesome, also. Uh, uh trailer's pretty cool. I think you should check it out for yourself. I don't want to oversell it. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I and then there's also trailers are trailers, lah. The the show could still be terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, who knows? But the guy playing Shang Shung is uh oh, is yes. the guy who's from Singapore, Ng right? Jin Han, Ng Jin Han, Singaporean. Yeah, that's Represent. fucking cool, yeah, man. That's damn cool. Represent. Yeah. yeah, that's damn cool. Yeah, so check out the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's out there. Okay, cool. So mine, mine is well, after Mortal Kombat, mine sounds damn lame, yeah. Go ahead, but go ahead. Uh, um, it's 
uh, you know, yesterday I, I was watching the news and I saw the uh, update that uh, there's this thing called Connect at Changi Airport. Have you seen it? No. It's this facility that allows business visitors to meet without serving quarantine. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've so when this. I watched it, I mean, essentially, it's this physical place where business travelers can come in, they can check in, they have a hotel, they can have meetings with uh, visitors, um, all built and customized for the pandemic. La. So the they enter through a separate entrance from visitors. Their rooms are all um, very closely uh, sanitized. They are sent for tests. And the meeting rooms, right, there's a glass panel in between the visitors. Oh, really? And you, you can pass each other documents. And how you pass each other documents is you go to the end of the room, you put it in this little cupboard that has UV light. So you close your door, your side, it disinfects the document oh, and the geez. person on the other side opens it and you get it. And to me, I'm like, wow, this one, you have to give them credit for realizing that, fuck, Singapore is a place for businesses uh, to meet where deals are done yeah. um, and how can they enable that? Like, so I saw this, I'm like, shit, man, this is damn cool. That's crazy. It sounds this cool. Is so la. damn cool. It sounds cool until there's, yeah. a, there's a COVID outbreak in, in the place. La. Then everyone's stuck inside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, or like, or like your data is totally mapped and that document is scanned and uploaded to the government cloud or something. Oh. Uh, the one you you, but, you know is happening already, lah. So it doesn't matter. No, but then okay, another thing. I think if you go see the promo video, I'll try and find it. I saw it on news yesterday. The way they announced it, right, was uh the a, bu- a bunch of our ministers standing on these platforms one meter apart, but each platform was like this little LED uh cuboid uh like two feet. Uh, on each side and lit up la. so they look like Power Rangers yeah. it was fucking <laughs> hilarious they were just standing there it really, really looked like Power Rangers it was, so that's it your was re- awesome that's your real one shock thing uh. your ministers yeah, as yeah. Power Rangers <laughs> <laughs> just that one screenshot dude I tell you it is amazing it is amazing Sugar Daddy Hang and his posse it's Ooh. funny it's funny Power Rangers to the max yeah. alright cool yeah so you can find cool. those in the show notes um, in the show notes yes in the show notes yes yes, yes. in the show notes we and, uh, they should be in the show notes. And please they should be in the show yeah, notes. Let us know what you think in the in the comments. Uh, obviously, probably some people will take issue with my whole slippery slope thing. And uh be, No, be but that's good. Happy, that's yeah, good. Happy to, to people to always take issue. It. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye bye.